Hello and welcome to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast. My name is Dave Ahrens and I'm the founder and CEO of Unbundled Attorney. In this podcast, we interview our unbundled attorneys, as well as the leading experts in the industry to identify the best practices for converting leads into paying clients and how to ethically and profitably deliver unbundled legal services and other affordable options in your practice. To learn more about how exclusive unbundled leads can help you grow your practice, visit our website at unbundledattorney.com. All right. Welcome to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast. It is my pleasure Finally, that uh, I'm get to sit next to Amy Porter, who's the founder and CEO of LaPay. And the word LaPay and the concept that LaPay has brought to the industry as far as making merchant processing seamless and streamlined and available so that uh, clients or, or excuse me, attorneys can enroll clients you know, easily and make it easier than ever for them to pay you for your services uh, has been something that's been mentioned on the podcast many, many, many times, pretty much every episode. So it just seemed like it makes sense to have you come on and share the the background and the story and how this came about and maybe your your ideas on the future of virtual processing in the legal industry. So really appreciate you taking the time to thank join you. us and looking forward to unpacking the the genesis story of, of LaPay. Well, thank you. Happy to be here and uh, thank you for having me on the show. Cool. So uh, maybe just a good place to start. We haven't had a chance to hang until just now, which is you know I've always uh, had a great relationship with your with John, uh, co-founder, and but so it's nice for me to also to be able to get to know you a little better sure. and and hear a little bit about your background and and how Lape, uh, which seems like is used by everyone nowadays, um, came to be because uh, you know years ago it wasn't necessarily self-evident that lawyers needed to use credit cards or accept right. credit cards in their practice. I know that hasn't always been just like uh, accepted and for a while, it's probably an uphill climb to educate attorneys about why it's important. And yep. and so maybe we can talk about some of those challenges, but why don't you take us back to the beginning on how, you know, this initial concept started, you know, in your background, obviously in payments and uh, and how you how the inspiration came to bring this to lawyers. Sure. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, my background, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, um, as, as we just discussed, but um my background is in payments, um, even coming right out of school. So, so almost 25, almost 30 years now, I've been working with Visa MasterCard, working with payments, um, working in the payment industry. Uh, 2005, 2006, started working with law firms, lawyers, um, really with the bar associations, uh, trying to, and just asking questions, how, how do law firms accept payments? Um, and it was interesting, at the time, there really wasn't there wasn't a solution for law firms to, to accept credit cards, uh, which seemed crazy. There was solutions for restaurants and dry cleaners and every other retail application you can think of, uh, but not for professional services. Uh, and there certainly was a need. Um, lawyers needed to get paid just like everybody else. Uh, but at the time, in 2005, and it's funny, you know, this was over 10 years ago, there was the, the perception that accepting a credit card in a law firm was extremely unprofessional. Mm. And when I originally would talk to ex- executive directors at the bar or different bar presidents, they would say, our members, our, lo- our, law firm, our law firms would never accept a credit card. That's just unprofessional. They would never do it. Um, so it was interesting. So, of course, that was certainly a challenge to me. Um, well, why is that? So started digging into the industry. Why, why wouldn't a lawyer, why wouldn't a law firm one want to get paid faster, easier, all of those things that, that all, all of those payment things that were transforming other industries. Uh, and there were two things, really. One was there wasn't a, a good process. There wasn't a good system that, that went into their workflow. There was a point of sale. There were credit card machines. 
none of that worked for law firms. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a challenge. You know, how do we build a, a platform? How do we create a system that works for law firms? Law, law firms. And so that was kind of the aha moment is, you know what? There isn't anything. So I'm going to build it. Let's figure it out. Let's build a technology that actually works and is designed for law firms. So that was number one. The second thing that I heard was it's not ethical. There's issues with IOLTA accounts, mm-hmm. um, staying in compliance, mm-hmm. meeting ABA rules for professional conduct on handling trust account payments, uh, things of that nature, being a, being able to separate earned and unearned fees. So yes. that was issue number two. And that was a real concern, and, obviously. And that right? was huge. Do it. And that was huge. And, yeah. and up until that point in 2005, even at the state level, uh, the state opinions, the ethics opinions, either discouraged or even flat out prohibited law firms from accepting IOLTA payments on a credit card because they ran the risk of commingling funds. Um, so that was the biggest challenge that we had to face. Uh, and so we were able to build a back end. So now that we had the, now that we built technology that was designed for a law firm, uh, the second part was building the back end so that it pr- was able to protect and guarantee money going into an IOLTA or a trust account. So what that does is... Yeah, being able to delineate That's right. Where it goes, right. So a payment comes into a law firm if if it's for advanced fees, um, if it's for a retainer, if it's unearned, that fee goes directly into the law firm trust or IOLTA account. Mm -hmm. If it's a past-due balance, a fixed fee work, some of the things that unbundled attorneys do, uh, that's going to go straight into their operating account because the the attorneys earn that money. Mm -hmm. And so it separates those fees. It also protects that IOLTA account so that Visa, MasterCard, or any of the third-party banks can't uh, have access to it. Mm -hmm. And so we guarantee and block that IOLTA account. Historically, with credit cards, it's interesting when, when a traditional, let's say a restaurant, wants to take a, take a credit card and you come in, you pay for your meal, uh, it goes into their main operating account for the restaurant. If, mm-hmm. if you someone steals your credit card and they decide they want to charge it back, mm-hmm. this is always a big issue with lawyers. Uh, Visa MasterCard. That's probably one of their objections. Absolutely. Like, hey, I don't want to absolutely and, uh, deal with a chargeback when I provide services. I don't that's right. That's that right. It's, it's a huge concern. And so normally in a chargeback situation, Visa MasterCard can just come back in to whatever account the money went into and take it back out. Mm. Well, so you can imagine the issue with an IOLTA account where you don't allow third parties to come into that IOLTA account. By taking a credit card, you're inadvertently giving Visa MasterCard access to that trust account. So we had to prevent that and stop that. And mm. So we had to build a, a back-end bank partnership. We had to build a back-end agreement, um, basically a merchant processing agreement that specifically protected the IOLTA and the trust account. And so once we were able to build that um, and get that in place, um, and then we went back to the bars, went back to their ethics committees, went back to uh, kind of the, the, the practice management staff. That's that, that's when law pay really started to, I guess, become the norm um, for legal payments. Kind of teeth. That's right. That's right. Can you, uh, I mean, that's we said that kind of like glossed over. Like once sure, once sure. we accomplished that, no problem. Yeah, no then big it was, deal. Oh, no big deal. <laughs> Can you give like a little bit of context to how challenging it was to approach the. Visa, MasterCard, credit card industry and say, no, you can't take these funds right back or the charge back. Sure, sure. Here's why. And and I also would like to just rewind the clock a little bit on how you got started in payments, a little bit of your background. So, because, you know, like you've obviously been doing this 30 years now, right? right. And so, how did you get Long your time. initial start? How did you get to know this industry? Because uh, the things that you've been able to accomplish right, right. is not some uh, ordinary... You know, you know, Joe it, could make this happen. So you know what? I, I cut my teeth in the industry the, the hard way, like a lot of people. I came in right out of school, and I was a 
a credit card payment sales rep um, for a bank down in San Antonio, Texas. And, uh, and it, it was a sales job. So I was working with s smaller businesses, mom and pop businesses, uh, to accept credit cards for the first time, which, which, which was a lot of fun. Um, back then we used to do the, what they call the old knuckle busters. And so they'd take the slips into the bank and turn them in and, and they'd get a deposit to their account. Uh, and what was interesting, and I guess kind of my background there and just, I guess more of an entrepreneurial, uh, just that spirit. Um, I'm always kind of thinking that way. Um, I was working with a bank called, it was uh, Texas Commerce Bank at the time. They've been bought several times over now, and I don't think they exist. But um, I would take a small startup business to t Texas Commerce Bank, and the underwriters at the bank would say, oh, that they're too high risk. They're, they're a new business. We can't, or they're too small. We, 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 can't, let, we can't let them take credit cards. So this hmm. just shows you how far it's changed. You know, you've got this PayPal and Square. Put us, uh, so this is, in time. This is mid-90s? Mid-90s, early 90s, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and you used to have to get approved and go through this extensive underwriting process to accept credit cards. And so clearly times have changed. Um, but they wanted to see two years financials on a business. They wanted to see um, you had to go do a site survey and re physically go look at the business and ensure that they existed. And, and, the, and, the, and the issue was, and, and, and there's still the underlying issue of fraud today, and the issue was you're giving someone the ability to move money literally overnight Yes. Um, and so, and so the, the banks were terrified of, at, the, at the risk and, and the liability on this. And so, you know, you fast forward, uh, and I guess kind of, kind of to answer your question, uh, I was working with these smaller businesses in San Antonio, and they weren't able to get approved. Um, were you working from an office, or did you go out and were uh, you knocking on business I was kind doors? Of knocking, knocking yeah. on doors, knocking on doors. Nice. Um, you All know, right. Kind of like Santa Claus. I had a sack of uh, knuckle busters and credit card machines and uh -huh. going out and, like, and talking to people. That's to right. That's it? right. Yeah. What's your rate? I can save you a penny, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Awful. Awful. Like I hated it. Did you get a little residual commission? <laughs> yes, like it was awful. Working as a sales agent? Yeah. Uh, you know, just trying to, you know, I'm out of, get out of school, trying to figure it out. Um, right on. But Good for you. I really became very interested in the dynamics and the back end and the process of a credit card transaction of how the payment network worked, uh, the different players, the different banks, uh, the you know you've got issuing banks and acquiring banks, and it's actually mm -hmm. super interesting in industry. Um, and, and started digging behind the scenes a little bit, um, and and I didn't want to just be a sales rep. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to do a little. I wanted to, to do more. I wanted to add more value. I wanted to actually add provide a solution. Um, I didn't want to run around asking people what your rate was and I could save you a penny. Well, was um, that rooted in some of the conversations you would have with business owners and some of their frustrations absolutely, with their ability absolutely. to uh, they transact? Trying I mean. to find a solution. And, and there wasn't uh, a one, one size fits all solution for every type of business. Uh, so, and, then, and if you know, business needed two years of tax receipts and something, and you right. have a new mom that's and right. pop shop that's trying to open up. Yeah, it's like, so, so how, they, must have been really they've challenging. They've got to take for them. credit cards. They've, they've it, you know, it's it's this huge hurdle they had to overcome. So that led me to start looking for other solutions, yes. um, other partners, other people that were willing to take the risk and liability on these type of businesses. And so that certainly that started to expand my horizons. And then you fast forward uh, to law firms, and again. They're not selling a product. They're not selling something that they can return. And so initially, the banks even thought lawyers were high risk. So you can imagine, mm. uh, because they're they're not selling anything that they can take yeah, back. There's no tangible there's, product. There, yeah, that's right. There's no that's return. Right. Um, right. And then lawyers on the flip side were concerned about 
liability with chargebacks and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so what it, the way so kind of so, so to fast forward how it worked out is we essentially as law pay took the risk and liability on these initial transactions to cover for the bank and to protect the law firm. And so we really bridged oh, that gap. So so the, um, you went to Visa MasterCard and said, "Look, you can't take this money out, but you can take it from us." Correct. And then you'll get it from us, and then we'll, we'll right. basically... So we essentially took on the risk and liability for our law firm clients. And we still do that to this day. Wow, and okay. So that, that's a big part of what we do. And this year, we'll do over $5 billion in legal payments, which is... We've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> which is fun. Take us back to the early days. I yeah, mean, It was yeah. like one firm at a time. One firm at a time. Um, Give really... us a picture of like how you got your start. Like, okay, we see this. Obviously, you had... Maybe you can take us through just initially before you, sure. you couldn't even launch the product until... You had that arrangement made with That's Visa right. MasterCard right. and could make that a possibility. And then you had to figure out the technology to make the funds actually flow into an IALTA versus this and build the, the back end. So who were your initial people you kind of organized? How did you start to right, put this right. thing together? Um, and, and, and the reality is it was it was some law firms here in town in Austin um, that I knew, um, people that I had known through different uh work situations, um, just lawyers that I knew as friends that were mm-hmm. willing to try this out. Um, and, and, and it's funny. And initially they thought, oh, I may have one client want to pay by credit card. Okay. And, then, and then I talked to them now, you know, 12, 13 years later, and all of their clients pay by credit card. And it's super simple and easy. And they can't imagine otherwise. So it's it's been a fun uh, transition. You know, it's, it's been fun to watch the pendulum swing from mm-hmm. this is so unprofessional. We'll, we're never going to use it. Ridiculed, to, violently ridiculed, opposed. Like, and... This is just, you know, this is just not um, upholding the standard of, of, our, of our law firm and, and the experience we want to have to modern firms now. Of course. We absolutely want yeah. a simple, efficient, streamlined experience for our clients course we want to want them to be able to pay with a click just like any other experience they have um, with any other payments uh, versus getting a paper check in the mail and it goes to the bottom of the pile for frankly most a lot of clients now they don't check their mail mm-hmm. and uh, and they, they certainly don't have don't, a printer and they, yeah. they don't have a printer and they don't have a checkbook either yeah. so um, you've got you've got some things working against you now <laughs> uh, but kind of going back uh, building out the the lot the, the platform and the technology itself um, and then going and approaching the different bar associations and um, and walking them through how this could work. Mm. And in some of the more progressive bars really saw the potential. They saw that they were looking, this was an opportunity to bring value to their membership. Mm. Um, and frankly, we started with some of the smaller bars first. A lot of the local bars, um, you know, some of the bigger metro, so... You know, of course, in Texas, the Austin Bar, the Dallas Bar, the Houston Bar, um, all the way through San Diego, L.A. County, uh, those were bars that they voluntary bars. You know, their job was, and they felt their duty was to bring new technology and value to their members to help them run a better practice. Right. And so this was it, it fit right in with, um, I guess, their thesis and what they were hoping to accomplish for their members. Um, so working through the bars, we felt we felt it was important to have um, from a credibility standpoint. Yes, because lawyers historically had were opposed to taking credit cards or to doing anything online. Um, certainly, using the cloud, uh, lack of technology, lack of security, all of those things. And so, by working through the bars, it gave us that credibility. It was vetted through the bars. Um, and they them. had to give. They essentially had to give a bit of a blessing, right? I mean, were there were t- attorneys still accepting sure. credit cards, but it was like gray area, like because it hadn't they, dealt with or some were, of them, some of them were. They were, you know, this again. 
we're probably into the 2000s. Right on the point of sale, you know? Two, like... 2000s at this point. And, uh, and if they did take credit cards, it was on a credit card machine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they would have it sitting at the front desk in their office. Very old, you know, not the right solution. Mm-hmm. So if they did take credit cards, they were using... Going right a, into the bank account at the time. A point of sale uh, checkout process, which in, in, in the legal world, isn't the right fit, um, isn't the right solution. Some of them, even early adopters who were lawyers who were more technical, would open a PayPal account, which, great, definitely a step in the right direction, um, but it still didn't quite work. So PayPal is not going to separate their earned and unearned fees. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to take the processing fee out of the deposit. So you're mm. only getting a partial deposit, which makes accounting very difficult. Mm. And also, if it's an unearned fee, you certainly can't have PayPal taking some of your client's money right. um, to accept the transaction. So, so there, there was a lot of logistics that a traditional payment-style merchant account uh, didn't solve. Right. And that's where LawPay really um, came in and solved a problem. Hmm. So, And then let's talk a little bit about the platform Um did you have some friends that were developers? Did you figure out like how, I mean, you're coming from the yeah, payments industry, right, you necessarily right. have the dev part of it. And um, that's an important part of it making was, a, it was. a platform. And, right? and that was a really probably the critical turning point for us was, was, I guess, making the investment, going out on a limb and hiring that initial dev team. Mm. Um, and that, frankly, that was a lot of fun to work with them and, and put a product roadmap together. Um, I hadn't done that before. Um, being in Austin, Texas, with tons of technology here, so had some su- so really smart, great people. Yes, okay. um, and so bringing them in and um, and building out a product from from scratch. Uh, so we didn't, uh, we weren't selling. You didn't even any- have a roadmap. Yeah, it's yeah, just- we didn't even have a roadmap. We our roadmap was based on what the law firms wanted and what they told us they needed. Mm-hmm. Versus a lot of technologies will will a lot of technology companies will go build a product and then go find somebody to buy it. We yes. did it the exact opposite. We had clients wanting to use the system that were using credit card machines that needed a better way. Um, and so getting that feedback and building something that actually worked in the legal industry, that worked for a, a law firm, that worked inside their workflow versus mm-hmm. the other way around. Yes. Um, was able to plug into the way that they do business as a, as a law firm. And um, and it was, it was a lot of fun to build that technology. Um, I don't know your question. What was your question well, again? About the we were talking Building about the platform. development. Because <laughs> that, that, that was... I get excited about that because that was really a catalyst for the company. It was really a cool thing I, mean, I think there's a technology that underpins LaPay as far as obviously Absolutely. distributing the IELTS accounts versus well, that was revolutionary, obviously. Yes. But then also just the capacity for um, to have a, an interface in which they can send a link, get paid, right. a place where they can bring someone to a, a de- you know, their own page and they can the client can yep. initiate the payment themselves and like take it so that the client empowers the client to be able to right. complete that transaction on their own. And the implications of that as far as nowadays and the way that attorneys are transacting with clients a lot of times over the phone or uh, doing running virtual yep. practices and just all the different new ways and alternative fee arrangements that attorneys are using, that platform, that capacity to have that interface um, turned out to be critical and just I think is a huge differentiating factor yep. that attorneys Absolutely. have that interface to work with. So um, that seems to me like the part, like the big one of the biggest Absolutely. pieces that it, makes it everything you do possible. No, you. I mean, you, you you describe law pay better than anybody I know. So it's perfect. Yeah. Um, the, the whole unbundled thing doesn't work out. You got a job, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it will because I know you guys are doing great. Uh, but for us, the goal from day one was 
one, to make it simple, to mm-hmm. make it easy. Um, technology just has a tendency to get so complicated, and this didn't need to be complicated. And, and really the underlying mission of all of it was to transform the way law firms get paid. And so everything we did and everything we built was with kind of that, with, with, with that end goal in mind. I like that vision uh, too, like this is going to be a and, whole new way of... And so every feature, every product, and we're still developing it. We still add new features. We still continue to make that process easier um, to integrate with different practice management systems to uh, we enhance the security we 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 continue to build out those features based on feedback from law firms using it um, and they're using it in a lot of different ways as you mentioned some some law firms only do it in, only accept payment in the office which is mm-hmm. great they can log in and do that mm-hmm. some law firms send out a, an electronic link um, a secure link to their clients and they want their clients to enter the credit card information great that mm-hmm. they can do it or or it's a mix some people some law firms have it on their website pay invoice super mm-hmm. simple yes. uh, which is you know we talk a lot about making it easy for the for the law firms the firms that add a pay link on their website get paid so much faster because they're driving clients to their website so then they can provide other information they can tell them about a new partner that they have or a new practice area or a new service they're providing and so it's it's really a, a business tool why it's not fostering that relationship that's right, right that's right why not drive drive your clients to your website and just it's it's an expectation it's a habit you're you're guiding them there they should go see your website because that's how you can communicate with them and give them additional information on your firm and then oh go yeah get paid too mm-hmm. um so it's all very circular and um that's and a lot of times you send a client to your website, they pay a bill. Guess what? If you're asking for a referral, great place to do that. If you just had, if you just want a case, great place to talk about that. Um, if you added a new service to your to your listings, great. Right. Um, so it's good for business to get paid, actually. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> and if you make it any harder than it has to be for that's clients right. to enroll that's in right. your services, you're going to run into and, some issues. And, yeah. and that's what I still find now um, I, when, I, when I talk to law firms. It, it, and a lot of times, and they don't realize they're making it extremely difficult for clients to pay them. Well, yeah. And they, I think they look at, you know, oh, there's a percentage of, you know, and this is a big payment I'm receiving. So if I have to pay one, two, three percent of that, oh man, that's a big cost, right? But they fail to take into consideration the number of clients that may not enroll for their services at all, just because there's that extra level of friction, you know, and, and, and I can speak to that in the sense like, you know, we're, we're lead generation experts. And so every step in the process that you have to take the clients through um, you're going to have a little bit of attrition, a little bit of um, drop off, That's right. right? Every That's step, right. even just a question on a form, right? And so at every step in the process, there's going to be a drop with each added layer of friction. And so there's okay. there's there's a loss in clients that, you, that I think a lot of attorneys don't necessarily take into consideration when they're really looking at right. um, their overall, and, right? They, and, they focus on what right. they're losing and not necessarily the, what they can possibly exactly. gain. And it's yeah. been proven. If law firms that accept online payments get paid 39 to 40% faster. So right there, that makes a lot of sense. But the reality is we all know the closer to the time you finish the work, the closer you get paid to the time you finish the work, the happier your your clients are, the Mm -hmm. better experience they have. As time goes on, they start to think, "Ah, that that law firm wasn't so good. Mm -hmm. My attorney didn't do that good a job really. Um, and then, you know, 90 days out and like, I didn't even need that. I didn't even need them to do that work. I didn't even need her to, to, to fill out that contract. I could have done it myself. And so you start to lose, uh, the value of your work or the perception of the value 
of your work. Because they don't necessarily have something that's in their right. hands. I mean, they may have that's some right. documents or sure. something, but, but now they have their kids and they kind of forgot all the work. They're on to something else. And they didn't uh, necessarily everything that went into that behind the scenes to make all right. that happen. Just like a developer. That's right. right? Like they can create this whole system and they have no idea what's in yes. the actual. So, so time is not yeah. on your side getting paid um, and having a better experience for your clients. You know, the, the minute you finish the work and, and they're, they're happy with your services and they've they're, they're thrilled. They're most one. They're most likely to refer you to somebody else in mm -hmm. that window. They're also more likely to pay you. So mm. why not embrace those two things? They really go hand in hand. Right. And you've, I think, done an amazing job of integrating what it is that you offer and the, the tools that you offer to attorneys mm -hmm. into their existing practice management tools, into all the tools yep. that they use on a day-to-day -day basis. Can you talk about the relationships you forged with, because step one was, you know, let's get the bar associations understanding what yep. it is we do, how it's different, how it protects the attorneys, why it's necessary, here's the platform, so they can start to give you the credibility and, and help to promote and educate the attorneys about right. this being you know, the wave of the future, obviously, right. and also the uh, how it is that you're doing it in a way that's ethical so they're, they're feeling protected. Correct. And then the secondary level would be obviously reaching out to other technology-based companies so that your, your system integrates seamlessly with what they are going to be already using. So can you talk about how those relationships began to evolve, those initial conversations with, you know, Jack over at Clio sure, and, sure. Uh, you know, obviously you eventually, you know, forged into Clio payments. And sure. I think you're going to have integrations with most practice management softwares we, we uh, that do. are out and, there. So and, 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 you, and you said it exactly right. Uh, kind of, and again, I don't know that I had a crystal ball and in, 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 in thought of this ahead of time, but the reality was we really had chapter one or phase one and that was exactly what you said it was getting credibility um getting uh recommendations from bar associations from the legal community that this was okay right. it was okay to take credit cards you it could be done if it was done correctly so yeah. that so that was that was huge for us um then the and second, that is huge because that's the same you know hurdle we've been working to overcome with unbundling. It's that's like right. it's okay. It's okay to, unbundle, to do something different, right? The ethics committee yes. say like, and that's a huge thing. And, this and is then it's change. like, okay, how yeah. do we now that we know it's okay? That's right. How do we actually implement it in our practice on a day to day basis? Exactly. Right? Phase two. And so phase two was now where do we plug in? How do we come into a law firm and plug into their current workflow without changing everything? That wasn't necessary, really. Um, and a lot of it in the easy, the easiest way to come in was through different practice management systems. And, and the reality is those were law firms that were looking for technology. They're looking, they're already looking for easier solutions. They're looking to be more efficient and have a better client experience. And so plugging into those systems was, was really a natural next step for us. And the reality is we have a lot of law pay clients who we are truly their first step into technology. We're, we're an easy first step because they don't have to change anything in the way that they run their practice, mm -hmm. except at the very end, they can send out a secure link and get paid. And I've had lawyers tell me, that's like magic. That's so easy. They yeah. can't believe it. And, um, yeah. and, and, they, and, and it's funny. They resist for years, and then they finally take a payment, and they can't believe like, that they've well, that been holding easy. out for There's so long. The money. Okay, that, that was easy. Well, well, what have I been done. thinking? And yeah. it's, it really takes some of the pressure <laughs> and, and awkwardness off seconds. of like, okay, can you write me this that's check right. now? That's right. Here's the cash. It's just like, that's right. Here, I'm going to send you a link. We're done. And it's just like, it makes that little bump that people, <laughs> that uncomfortness. Okay, I'm making a commitment here. It's just like, instead of it being this, it's just like, and then yeah, you're done. Yeah, it's, it's right? no big deal. And it's, and it's frankly, it's how people expect to pay for things now. Mm -hmm. so, it, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and so 
but by by also working with a lot with the different practice management um, folks out there, it, you know, even early on in, in ten years ago, Clano Cleo just is that's a good example. They just had their ten year anniversary. Yeah, they did. And so Jack and I early on started running the same race a little bit, and that was how do we uh, work with law firms to to use technology? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, it was it was always very natural for us to. to for our companies to partner and our products mm-hmm. to partner. Um, was that so pretty early on? Like that this was pretty was... early on. Um, even as a as a kind of referring business back and forth, um, mm-hmm. that was early on. Um, I guess it's probably been five years now. They they built our technology into the PO, uh, Clio platform. It used right. to be people would use Clio and people would use LawPay, and they worked very well together. But having them fully integrated um, took things to to the next level for sure. Um, and so they, they call it Clio payments, but, right. um, I, you know, Jack and I joked back and forth and it's like, I can't believe you don't want to call it law pay. And so we settled on Clio payments. It was like Clio law pay. La I know Clio. it. I know it. Pay, pay I'm like, you're Clio. not going to call it law pay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so upset. Um, and frankly, I said, I, I, I don't care what you call it. <laughs> I just want lawyers to get paid. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd love for them to, I want them to use the technology. Well, it's, it's powered by law pay. That's right. right. Yeah. It is powered by law pay. Yeah. Um, but what's funny when Clio first launched it, we would get a few phone calls saying, oh, I need to cancel my law pay account. I'm going to go with Clio payments. So, <laughs> nope, you're good. I promise. Um, so walking people through that, uh, so that we had a little bit of an identity crisis uh, the first few months that it launched. Uh, but but really, the the value was bringing law pay technology into any workflow that, that a law firm uses, um, even if it's uh, Outlook or Gmail. Mm-hmm. You can you can paste and put a law pay link into those into those uh, systems uh, and, and that's what lawyers are using every day right. and so couldn't be easier um, we, we, we give we give the you know we, we give them links to, to put on their website and, mm-hmm. and really anybody can do that they don't need a developer they don't need um, an IT person to use law pay literally if, if they can send an email you can use law pay that's right um, it, it, it is that easy and, and that was the goal in mind um, from, from or initially was to make it like seamlessly integrated into their day-to-day workflows. That's right. That's right. right. They, and, they and, and, you know, practice management is something that, you know, a lot more attorneys are using nowadays. They are. And that's getting into the point where it's very self-evident, I think, that like, if, especially lawyers are coming out of law school that grew up with a smartphone in their hands and, you know, recognize that there's a, you know, and that's not just the attorneys, but also the consumers right. are mobile enabled, technology enabled, and they want to just be able to click and do Absolutely. things quickly, right? So Absolutely. that's getting to a point where like, hey, you need tools that can make things electronic and, and streamline and and also when it comes to being able to provide value-added services you need an interface that can you know deliver your document services and and track all your tasks Correct. and all that kind of thing so that's becoming self-evident but also so there's there's the integration with practice management but then also you're talking about ways in which even if you don't use practice management that's software right. it's something that can just integrate into your you know do you send emails how do you send a, a retainer fee Okay, now you can click a button, right? right. So it just makes easy it easy first step. Easy, easy first for the step. attorney, and then easy for the client. And that you know, especially when you're, you know, advertising or building a business, right. um, the easier you can make it, uh, the more money you're going to collect, right? Right. And it, it seems super, super, super simple. And we, we still have law firms resisting and pushing back um, <laughs> to the concept of getting paid online. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's still purchase orders. It's still they're, they're mailing out invoices, paper statements. Um, they may even write, if they do accept credit cards or they decide to accept credit cards, they may write it at the bottom of an invoice, uh, but they don't create a way to actually do it. Hmm. Um, so they don't, they don't create that one-click experience. Um, and then that's really what it comes down to. Make it simple. Let somebody do it 
in their hand. Let them let, let somebody do it from their phone. Let right. them click a button and pay. That 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 that's kind of that's that's the end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you know. It's it's really an Amazon style checkout, um, and that you know if you if you go buy something online or you go to Amazon, they does it. They don't say send a check to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, you're <laughs> not going to do that, right? right? And and so you know, and we've had people. We I tell that story and we joke all the time, and people will say. Oh, is there, can you really do that? Like, no, you can't, you can't do, do that. that. <laughs> you have to pay. Yeah. Um, that's your only choice. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the expectation and, and people are slowly getting trained. It's been really fun to watch uh, the transition of legal payments. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like we created it 13 years ago now or however long um, and to watch this transition and watch the adoption over time. Uh, even law firms that were early adopters actually process more of their billings on LawPay now than they did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it is becoming entrenched in the way that they manage and run their business. Um, they're becoming more efficient. They're adopting other technologies that uh, work with LawPay. And so mm-hmm. that's helping drive their practice. Uh, you know, we, we, it, it's really just an interesting thing to, thing to see. And, and we're continuing to work to drive that change. Yeah, absolutely. And especially nowadays, this is one of the things we talk about on our podcast and mm-hmm. turkeys come on all the time about the ways in which they're using some of the unique features of LaPay, such as automatic payments, yep. automatic recurring billing, um, and how that's shifted the confidence level that attorneys have that if they put together, for example, a payment plan or offer a payment plan right. to a client, that they can time it such that the um, it, will, it will be aligned with the client's normal schedule that they're getting paid, right. such that they can say, okay, that's well, right. you get paid every other Friday, What's your typical, uh, what, what can you fit in your, into your budget? Okay, every Friday when you get paid, it'll be a $200 payment or a $300 payment. That's right. That's right. And to know that that, first of all, they don't have to run it manually. They don't have to call the client for each payment because if you can imagine in the past, if you had to do a payment plan and every single time they had to send a check or they had to, even if, even if you could, if you were accepting payments over the phone, you still had to call the client That's every right. time. It's too much administrative time. It makes sense that attorneys wouldn't offer a payment plan just given the administrative sure. aspect. Whereas if you can obviously t- make it hands off yep. where you put it in one time, you schedule the payment plan, and then that just runs automatically on that payment schedule. And then secondly, because it's timed in accordance with when people are getting paid, and then you can schedule that in accordingly, those payments are going to be processed successfully a lot more often. And so they, they, they can have confidence in, in being able to offer those options uh, without some of the fears or as much of the concern that they're going to get burned or get, or, or that's going to be too much time and all that. So right. uh, it's been really amazing to see the adoption rate and the way in which attorneys are literally shifting the way they practice law mm-hmm. and offer more affordable service options. The unbundling, of course, I mean, that's something we talk about on the podcast all the time right. because they have the tools that make that possible. Right. And, and scheduled payments can be used in a powerful way, to your point, uh, because it allows access to, it allows other people access to your services um, as a, as a lawyer. Uh, and it's certainly an, un, in the unbundled world, it's it that could be the the difference between someone being able to to hire a lawyer or not. It absolutely is. Um, so it's a, so it's a, it's really a game changer in the way that, that that someone could manage their business. And and so that feature and in, in the technology that was built around scheduled payments. That's what it was designed. It was designed to have a custom payment plan uh, 
lawyers can can set up uh, any dollar amount. Uh, yep. can, they Once can do a it. week, they can every do daily, other Friday, weekly, monthly. Yeah. They set the schedule. They control the cadence and the the frequency of when a payment is made mm-hmm. um, up into a certain amount. It could turn off automatically. Uh, so the period of time. So, so yeah. it really gives them control, which mm-hmm. is which is powerful. Um, and so the technology built around that couldn't be easier. Uh, the security, every, everything that was built around that is, again, to make it easy. Yes. Yeah. And enable attorneys to be to have the competence to start offering right. these options. That's right. Um, have you seen some other, maybe we could talk just about just innovative ways mm-hmm. that attorneys are being able to work with clients now that they have these tools. We've heard a lot of attorneys offering more virtual services, yep. virtual estate plans, um, these types of things because... And working from home, you know, working from co-working spaces and so forth, and having kind of a laptop, you know, know, location-dependent practice for a virtual attorney or someone someone working on the road or working at the courthouse, or it allows you to accept payment and finish your job or finish the work without being in your office. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've heard stories of lawyers that for, for their entire career have spent Sunday nights up at the office putting together their billings and, and, and invoices at the end of the month or at the end of the week. Uh, this changes all of that. Um, mm. it, it takes that, gives them that time back, which is nice. Uh, but it allows things to be set up uh, automatically. It allows them to be set up uh, not even, even just a scheduled payment. So a scheduled payment doesn't even have to, and this is what's interesting and I've seen law firms do, it doesn't mean that it has to be a recurring payment. Mm. It could be that you schedule all of these payments to hit to pay on the first of the month. Hmm. So you could go in at any point throughout the month and put in oh, a pay till this payment okay. to be scheduled at a certain time. So you can schedule a single payment mm-hmm. uh, and you can arrange them all to be scheduled. And then guess what? 100% of your bills are paid on the first of the month. That, right. That's amazing. What a concept. And then you move on with your work. Um, and so the reality is lawyers, and we, we, we see this and we have, based on our stats, law firms that use scheduled payments, uh, or even or scheduled payment plans, even or the combination, they collect twenty percent more than lawyers who don't. Right. And so, and we see that just in in, in our own world. Uh, and so, it's 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 pretty powerful. It's a powerful tool, and I think there's a lot of creative ways you can do it. Um, the mobile law pay app, mm-hmm. yep. super. Again, the goal is to be simple. The goal is to keep it easy. Uh, sending links out to clients, so you're not even you shouldn't or you don't have to ever see or touch credit credit card information mm-hmm. that's yes. not your job as and a lawyer right you're, you're, too in you're, that way. you're not the checkout guy send, send the link out um let your clients pay on their time mm-hmm. when they're ready um mm-hmm. if they want to pay you in the middle of the night great they yeah. want to pay you at uh, on a sunday afternoon great let them do it on their time in in their hand right yeah i think that's one of the most um exciting aspects of law pay and just it's why I think you know ninety some percent of our attorneys probably use the platform right now. Um, is it is in alignment with access to justice as far Absolutely. as um, enabling attorneys to work with clients in ways that they otherwise couldn't in the past, yes. or was too cost prohibitive, or was too administratively challenging, or was you know too expensive, or whatever it might be. Um, it gives them the ability to offer you know like we talk about on the podcast. All different kinds of flat rates, unbundled right. services. Um, they can get paid as a retainer fee and do payment plans. They can do it as one flat rate up front, or they can do payments over time. Right? If it's a flat rate, one of the things that our attorneys are offering now is um, is layaway. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you have a client, let's say they need to get, you know, they're going to be providing an unbundled service. That's going to be a thousand dollars. 
right, as a flat rate to draft yeah. all the documents and then, you know, have time to advise a client on how to file it, how to get prepared for court if they're going to be providing them uh, limited scope assistance. Um, they can do that flat rate. If the client says, look, I don't have a thousand dollars, what that attorney would normally do is they would just probably turn that client away and say, okay, great. Well, once you have that, or once you have the 2000 or the 3000, mm-hmm. give us a call, right? But nowadays what they can say is, okay, well, right. what can you, what can you put towards it? All right. Why don't you go ahead and put $200 down? Can you afford a hundred dollars a week, hundred dollars every two weeks, whatever it might be. And then the clients just start making those payments automatically. And, and I think a lot of the clients really appreciate having this kind of structure because you know, those that are of limited means don't tend to be as good necessarily of managing their finances. That's right. That's right. And so if you can give an, a client a structure that where they know every week, mm-hmm. even if it's just a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars, whatever it might be, that they're moving forward towards their goal. That's right. Right. That's right. Um, you know, it's it, uh, and, and you know, they're not filing the documents until the balance is paid, but you're, you're enabling the attorney to offer solutions that they otherwise in the past just couldn't do. Couldn't do it. You know, right. you could say, well, you could sue, you could do layaway in the past, but like send me a check every week. You know, clients just aren't really going to do that. Do but if they can put, you know, right. put a card, debit card or something like that and say, okay, once you have the full thousand, we'll go ahead and file it. And then they can just gradually make those payments and enable that person to get to where they need to go yep. in a way that maybe they couldn't do on their own. Right. right? And the nice thing that law, you know, what we've done on the law pay side is we do what's called tokenization. So we allow an attorney to, they don't store credit card information, but they can mm-hmm. store a token yeah. that accesses, we call it, it's a law pay vault. So it, that token accesses, has access to our vault. So the attorney can charge the card in our vault, but without seeing the credit card information. So from a security standpoint, they can do those things. They can be flexible in how they choose to charge clients. Uh, yeah, it's HIPAA compliant, that's right? That's right. Because they're not having to like, you know, like, okay, go ahead and give that card for me over the that's phone. That's right. right? Yeah. And just we, write we don't, it down on a piece that. of paper. We don't want that. Although lawyers still do that. And, um, <laughs> well, and you, you can do it. But I've it's walked just, in into a lot of law firms where the credit cards are literally on, on, a piece of paper. They're on post-it notes sitting yeah, yeah. On, 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 a, on, on the front desk. You can't um, do that. So please don't do that. Um, yeah. Don't do that. I beg you. <laughs> don't write the card information on a piece no of paper. No post-it notes, please. No post-it, no credit card numbers. That should be a marketing campaign. Law pay is the anti-post-it note credit card. Anti-credit card never posted no <laughs> uh, but they do it and that's you know or i've seen client files with a credit card information in posted inside the client file and the files floating around the office things like that yeah. um with law identity pay, theft is obviously a right. issue Absolutely. right now and, like uh, you know so which you know you don't want to believe that people do things like that but um it happens every day so use use the vault use law pay from a security standpoint um so again another value add um, that just makes it even easier yeah and uh more accessible for folks so um this has been a really helpful and nice window into how this all came together um maybe as a kind of a final step just if you can give us an idea of what you guys are working on right now i know probably there's some cool secret (laughs) sauce you guys have in the works but more more, more so i mean obviously you've been a visionary from the very beginning you've been an innovator you've um obviously saw a need to serve uh small business owners and, and attorneys in this industry from the very beginning. And um, that obviously is, you know, a huge component of why you do what you do. And yep. and I appreciate that as far as the impact you're having on the way attorneys are practicing law. It's definitely a um, an integral part of what all of our attorneys are doing and I'm an attorney. And so um, is there anything you can share as far as what you see, the way things are evolving in the future and some of the, the goals that you have as a company um, to bring that future to fruition 
uh, sure. as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, we've, we've got a couple goals. One, obviously, we want to continue to educate and, and drive change in the legal industry. Um, we've got about 40,000 law firms that use law pay, but there's a lot that have still have never heard of us um, and, and are still resistant to the one technology in general and, and change. And uh, so kind of use, using technology to help them. And so mm-hmm. we still have a lot of work to do in, in, in that regard. Um, you know, there's this thing called the cloud that, that we want lawyers to use. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's a big change. It's a big change for a lot of them. And we get that. Um, so how do we continue to drive education and, and drive adoption where is that cloud again? It's, it's there somewhere. That's right, it, yeah. and it is secure, and it is and it is it is a good thing for um, for your business. Um, so so we've got a lot of work to do there. Um, and then the other side is, uh, it, it that's the adoption side. But really, then mm. the second part is the utilization. How do we help law firms, even though they've adopted online payments, continuing to make them more efficient? Um, Next month, we're rolling out our new ACH product, which I'm very excited about, um, which, again, saves money from credit card fees hmm. and allows them, gives them another opportunity to get paid. And so that's so you exciting. you do bank draft? Yes. Deals? So it's kind of an e-check. Um, okay. And it will still work with all of the features. So it still works on a secure payment page, um, still works on a secure link, will still work on payment plans and secure and scheduled payments. Mm-hmm. Um, and just gives the client, so again, building out that client experience, so now when they click to pay, they can pay by credit card or e-check. But, so but, but Amy, I don't, I don't have a credit card. Can I still enroll? Absolutely. You can pay on e-check. Um, so that's fun. Uh, so so that's to roll an objection yeah, that no, attorneys get all the time. Absolutely. So that's huge. Um, and I think that will play and that, that will help and play right into some of the issues they're having with, especially with Unbundled, being able to have access to financing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another option uh, that clients can pay. That's a wonderful. So we're super excited about that. Um, so if they only, even if they just have a bank account, they don't right. need a credit card, don't even need a debit card, that's then right. you can process that's that right. bank draft. That's going to so, be really powerful. It's going to be powerful. So we're excited. Yeah. So next month, we've Woo-hoo. been working on it truly for almost two years now. Um, well, maybe and, we and can building in yeah. a full back end um, mm-hmm. to do e-check because we didn't want to do it through a third party. We didn't want to roll it out um, just white labeling someone else's product um, mm. kind of core to the law pay technology. It had to be our technology. It had to be built into our system completely. Mm. It, we didn't want it to be a bolt on. We didn't want it to be uh, just something extra. It had to be part of the workflow, part of the process. Um, so very excited about that. Well, yeah, and I'm sure that probably took a lot more time, a lot more investment of energy to do it right, it to be make part of your platform. And you know, I really get that that's something that you guys are really committed to, is yep. keeping it something that uh, you know you can protect the information because you're not going to a third party. That's right. that's you know, right. it's integrity part of the, 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 the platform that they're already used to and using every day. So it's just a seamless integration um, to make things easier for attorneys. So I appreciate the fact that you're you know, committed to making sure that it's something that you guys build from end to end. Because yep. that's not always easy that's to do. It's not always easy. And, and and even to the fact that we have 40 developers here in the Austin office. We don't outsource. We don't send anything out. Uh, we All of our developers, all the work on LawPay is done here in this office. And so and that's been from day one. All right. All right. So with that, uh, we'll you. wrap up. Thanks again for all of you that are listening. This has been uh, obviously a great opportunity to get to know Amy and everything they're doing over at LawPay. For those of you that don't have it yet, make sure you check them out. Um, we, have a, we have a link. Uh, anyway, we can put in the, in the show notes a link to LawPay. We have a little demo on mm-hmm. the automated billing payment option that 
uh, enables it, makes it a lot easier for you to offer payment plans and, and make that something that you can have confidence in. And that obviously just going to make it a lot easier and more affordable for clients to access your services and should help you grow your, your business. And of course, all the tools that they're implementing and to make it easier and faster for you to accept payments. Uh, it's just really exciting. We couldn't be more thankful that LaPay exists to make it easier yeah. for you to, to run your business. So uh, thanks again for implementing all these service options and ways in which you're working with uh, uh, clients into your practice. And of course, we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode. For more information about how our exclusive Unbundled Leads can help you grow your practice, visit our website at unbundledattorney.com. You can watch each new episode of the podcast on the Unbundled Attorney YouTube channel, or if you prefer to listen, you can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And be sure to subscribe so you get each new episode as soon as it's available. And remember to leave us your review on iTunes. We read each and every one of them and really appreciate your support of the show. Once again, thanks for listening. Thank you.